0: Podcast Network Asia
1: What's going on? This is Xavier Woods aka Austin Creed.
0: Welcome to the Big Time. Hello WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth.
2: Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb.
0: I have to finish the
2: we are pretty deadly. Yes boy. Yes boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov. Dragonoff, the star. Bang,
1: the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling podcast.
0: to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Fancy, Romoran, Emil, A.S.H all checking in for another Picks of the Week episode. No Chino, no Rowan because life gets in the way sometimes. But uh, we do roll with whatever life throws at us. So it's the three of us serving you our Picks of the Week. But before we get to our favorite wrestling bits from the week, let's tell you about some of the huge things happening on our neck of the woods. Starting off with our viewing party over at Hobby Stadium this weekend.
1: Yeah, actually a viewing party natin. So uh first obviously is the night of champions viewing party. Disney Plus has officially confirmed na i papalabasida on night of champions on you know 1 a.m. at 1 a.m. on Sunday night. That's pretty much Sunday early morning, the wee hours of the morning. Um uh, May 28th. So we'll be doing this show at Hobby Stadium, uh in Casen City, near uh the Scout area, in the Scout area rather. All you gotta do is head to snack.ph slash geek talk ph and buy tickets. I believe uh I don't know if we're still doing we're still doing the flash sale, but at least the early bird tickets are at 400 pesos. And if you choose to walk in, that's 500 pesos. I'll be there. Uh, Chino will be there. Our friends from Geek Talk PH, the Galactic Shark, Legend Dennis will be there as well to watch uh, Night of Champions live. And to witness who is going to be the first, second ever, uh, <laughs> second generation world heavyweight champion in the WWE. Is it going to be... Uh, AJ Styles, a phenomenal one, or the Serpent Society, Seth Rollins. So we're all gonna find out. It's gonna be a fun slumber party. You get one free drink, either uh, iced tea or beer, with your free with your ticket. Um, Care of Hobby Stadium. Uh, if we get enough people, there will be raffle prizes. So please, magkatakan tayo. Uh, If you got friends who are, you know, who are thinking about watching this show, even though it's uh, at an ungodly hour of the night. uh, (laughs) So it's all good. Again, snack.ph slash geek talk ph. That's snack.ph slash G-E-K-T-A-L-K-P-H. And we have another viewing party. It is a stacked weekend of pay-per-views and premium live events. Got two from WWE and one from AEW. On Monday morning, we will be doing our double or nothing uh, pay-per-view watch party over on our Discord. Uh, Emil A.S.H. will tell you in a bit uh what you know the perks of being in our patron group entail and that includes our discord where we, we where we will be doing that uh live streaming party dipalatima <laughs> justify uh live in-person viewing party in aew because you know a lot of people still like wwe around these parts but you know if we get enough demand who knows maybe one day we'll hit we'll hit up skinny mics and on a Monday morning and uh have ourselves an AEW viewing party but again uh, Double or Nothing Viewing Party starts at 8 a.m. on Monday. That's uh, May 29. Xempre, we'll all just be here at home. If you're working from home, it's the best thing to put on your background. So Emil A.S.H., tell the
2: people how they can sign up and join this viewing party. So you can join our uh, A.W. Double or Nothing Viewing Party by subscribing to our Patreon by, uh, at patreon.com slash wrestling messing podcast. You can subscribe for as low as $5 or in in a local currency. It's around 275 pesos. Like uh, Rose said already here, uh, you can get to join our Discord server where we will have the AEW Double or Nothing viewing party. But aside from that, you can also uh, interact with your fellow podcast in our Discord. Uh, And also uh, other perks of uh, uh, being a patron is uh, our uh, Pasabais, which... Uh, finally, I just I got my T-shirt today. Uh, so Yo. if you want, if you want to get your authentic uh, wrestling merch, WWE and JPW, AEW merch, you could get it through us. Uh, the next one isn't that far off. So if you want to get in on that, you could uh, do that by subscribing to our Patreon. And we do also have some review content of the local wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and some local wrestling uh, events as well, courtesy of my fellow ASH Roman. And subscribe, by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the pod. So, again, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com. This is the Ash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast.
0: Emil A.S.H. really improving on those ad reads. That's what happens yes, when you show up and do the work. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, let's get to our picks. Let's start off with Chino. So, we're just going to breeze through this because none of us have seen Fast X yet on this call except for Chino. So, uh, Fast 10. Yeah, uh, it's already out. I want to catch it, but I just didn't have the time. Apparently, Cicino, my time. And uh, basically, what he loves about it is that it is wrestling a Jace because John Cena. And because he AA somebody through a house. And they let uh, Jacob Toretto be a babyface this time around. Which, if he caught Fast 9, spoiler alert, he does turn face towards the end. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know about the uh, secret slash uncredited cameo.
1: No, I do not. No, uh, I don't.
0: Is this something you'd like me to spoil?
1: Uh, no, I mean, okay. But what about our listeners who might be, you know, raring yeah. to catch <laughs> oh, so yeah, so yeah.
0: For our listeners who don't want to be spoiled by Fast 10, just skip 30 seconds, alright? Uh. This is your spoiler warning. Skip the next 30 seconds and then we'll pick up where we left off. So DJ makes an appearance as Luke Cobb, uh, and yeah, he has yeah, oh, a moment
1: no it's it's not quite a spoiler because the 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 movie dirt sheets rather <laughs> they they already
0: kind of talked about it but yeah. uh they but Shepard, think, we needed confirmation that it actually uh, happened
1: yeah no I, I thought that they confirmed it because the dirt sheets were saying that uh they but they made up see si dJ and Savin si spotting yeah. Vin um youdan yeah, like n- uh
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, good for so, them, I guess. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Will you actually be watching Fast Tense of Theaters? Like, I think I'll just wait for it on Netflix or something. Yeah, same
0: here. I'm, I'm going to probably wait. I, I think it should be on Max. Oh, on Max. Right, right, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh Fast 10. Uh if you're looking for well, I mean like, our like guys. we can talk
1: we can talk about it a little bit cuz I've seen the reviews about. It. Like mm-hmm. I've seen people talk about it. I've seen friends talk about it. Mm-hmm. They said it was stupid and then uh but you know, it's stupid in uh you know, uh turn your brain off and enjoy the fun kind of way, which is yep. why I enjoy the fast movies, you know, the <laughs> latter half of the fast movies anyway cuz I First it started off as street racing, Diva. Right? Yeah. And then it kind of started it, it 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 ventured into this weird uh secret agent shit, right? and then it just really got started getting weird. So uh I loved all of those phases and I kinda love their uh the current phase. So uh yes, it's not like you know, uh Casablanca or whatever prestige movie you like, but it's never designed to be. So um I can see why Chino picked this because I those movies are really stupidly fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a multi-million dollar franchise based on zero existing IP before the movies came out, right? So, like, <laughs> that is a huge feat in and of itself. i uh, Exactly. Right, um, I'm, I'm just excited to watch this because I want to see Han, more Han on my screens. Makes uh, me a happy guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ro, let's go to your pick. All right, all right. So, my pick is from uh,
1: NJPW's Best of the Super Juniors Tournament. Uh, it's the 30th of the year. Um, uh, it's one of those um major throwaway matches because uh, there's so much volume uh in these tournaments from the G1, New Japan Cup, uh best uh the tag league, and then this. So it's from yesterday's show. It is TJ Perkins versus Leo Rush. Uh I don't know if we talked about this here, but you know, I don't quite uh I'm not as fond of TJ Perkins as a person anymore, like since uh we met him four years ago. Uh, I'm sure the, Emilio's laughing in the background. I think he knows why. Uh, I, I won't get into why, but uh, um, it is kind of annoying in a in a funny way that I still enjoy his work. I still enjoy his wrestling style. And um, a lot of this is why i fell in love with his work in the first place and why i you know tried to steal as much as i could from him in the first place as a wrestler so um because when you talk about ngbw it's usually um especially the junior heavyweights it's usually just fast uh the typical puro rest strong style style uh just made faster because I must but um when t with tj um, it's always that uh, Tiger Mask Satoru Sayama style from the 80s that um, you don't really see that much anymore. Not even with uh, tech- technicians like Zack Sabre Jr., who prefers to uh, do his technical wrestling, his catch wrestling in a more slower, deliberate style. Um, hindi siya yung uh, super suave, super smooth, na, uh, you know. Uh, Athleticism mixed with uh, technical skills So um, TJ really is one of a kind in that regard And that kind of pains me to say But I I did miss watching him And and I do think that this match uh, uh, Along with Leo Rush It kind of exemplifies for me uh, What junior heavyweight wrestling In New Japan specifically is all about
0: Igor Emil, have you gotten to watch this one?
2: Yes, I saw this earlier And um, the the one thing I like during this match is there are moments where, because these two are kind of familiar with each other, I mean, they just faced off uh, a couple of weeks ago in a tag match. But you can see the familiar- familiarity between these two. Now, Like, for example, there was one moment where Leo Rush would go for his uh yung stunner when he goes on yeah, the yeah. bottom rope. And yeah. then TJP kind of stopped because he, he knows what Leo Rush was going to do so that was really unique i i love i love when you have familiarity spots when they happen and uh you could see the crowd getting into it by the end And I, I best uh by the way i love how cheering is kind of allowed now in in new in the That's you know, most kind of, of
1: allowed now it's fully allowed now
2: yeah fully allowed now like they can yung you pre pandemic now they could cheer so that really added to my experience watching the match and um, I can't help but to think this should have been what 205 Live was supposed to be years ago. Just wrestlers doing their best uh, cruiserweight or junior heavyweight stuff on TV. So, Yeah,
0: yeah uh, I co-sign everything you said. I particularly loved how yung mga exchanges nila, and even the chain wrestling at the start looked very much like the type of thing you would have probably gifed kind of like how Will Ospreay and Ricochet went viral all those years ago. So I also very enjoy ko yon um, it, it was uh, a bit of a departure, I guess, from the heavyweight style of ng New Japan That you'd probably be, get used to seeing, right? So the fact that I was watching that from the lens of New Japan uh, Felt pretty refreshing, but that's more on me Because I really don't go out of my way to watch New Japan these days Just because I don't have that much time, right? I only uh, cherry-picked the New Japan stuff I get to watch Outside of Wrestle Kingdom season But man, um, I'm with you guys uh, Watching TJP and Leo Rush put on a clinic right there Really woke me up tonight uh, It was a great substitute for coffee and I was very much sports entertained coming out of that match. So um, I believe yesterday's taping was the last uh, of the round robin matches. So it's semi, right? And if I'm not I mistaken, so. I think Leo Rush is in the final four. So that should be a uh, pretty fun to track as we move forward here. All right. Uh, let's get to Emil's pick now, which is still outside of WWE. Have at it, Emil ASH. All right, so my pick of the week from last week,
2: uh, it's uh, the False Scout Anywhere match from last week's Dynamite between Roderick Strong and Chris Jericho. So, this is uh, Roddy's uh, first singles match uh, since he came into AEW. And I love that uh, the babyface face actually outsmarted the heels for once with Roddy ba- basically baiting Chris Jericho to go outside where Adam Cole is waiting, uh. <laughs> waiting for him. <laughs> you know, because. Yeah, that was smart yeah because and the false count anywhere really mattered it is lang stipulation na tinapon just for the sake of having you know having wrestlers play with tools or go around the arena dito talaga may purpose kung bakit false count anywhere and i love that and uh this match was a perfect mix of technical wrestling in the beginning and then it became a kind of a hardcore match where they went all over the arena and uh Roddy uh sa ice cream that, that was funny and um but overall i'm just happy to see roderick strong back in wrestling again it's, it's been a while it's been a while since we lost saw him in nxt and he's one of my favorite wrestlers actually to watch and now seeing him in aw really makes me happy and makes me and you know he got the win so it makes me think nah they're gonna at least book him strong from from uh from now on so
1: i really really miss uh babyface roderick strong yeah. that is his best role Jeff uh, you know he, he wrestles the same way whether he's a face or a heel but uh, when he's really informed as a face when when his being baby face informs his wrestling by energy net I really miss that stuff and it, it fits him a lot more than uh being the bad guy like I say you know he's small uh so you are you know a, a guy like that is generally better off jumping around running around um you know doing what he does striking the way he does and another thing is that false count anywhere matches are always fun especially when you're watching it on TV uh, not in live though not as much as live <laughs> we've uh, if you were at the WWFX show you were oh, yeah. you would you were <laughs> watching or you saw a false count anywhere match and it's good to sa sa side yeah like so, Carlito and yeah. I
0: think it was Snitsky they were literally right beside us yeah. during that uh, match but if we were on the other side we yeah. probably would have felt beaten yeah
1: They were really, really nice. It was really nice of them to come to our site and brought <laughs> it, it Yeah. So uh when the TV production just shows uh the full uh, you know, the full tracking of the false count anywhere match, uh and you know, all of these, um, all of these elements brought it together to to put uh together one fun match. And, you know, this excites me for the possibilities of uh Roderick Strong in AEW. And I think that these two have never ever met before in the ring. Yeah, so that's, that's right. They haven't. Pretty wild, Niba, as, uh, uh, as far as first time matchups go. And then, uh, like uh, Emil said, the conceit with uh, Adam Cole appearing at the end, <laughs> and technically uh, Nina Shaban from the outside of the arena <laughs> was pretty fun. Uh, it was really shocking. That there was a day. Though. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's
0: what mountain standard time does to you, yeah. I I will say though na kung matalino talaga si Jericho, like he should have had smart Mark Sterling or some lawyer saying na hindi ba counted sa premises ng arena ng immediate outside like diba, dapat pa ng perimeter bago masabi na hindi na siya premises ng arena, but you know. Uh that's just if you want to nitpick the specifics of the restraining order or whatever that was. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to agree with the whole false count anywhere thing being fun. It's one reason why I love the backstage brawls and false count anywhere matches in WWE 2K. Because, uh, it, it's nakakatanggal umay siya. Uh, you know, just seeing the same things over and over again. And then um, I, I really love how having Adam Cole and Roderick Strong go up against Chris Jericho. Um, legitimizes them even though they don't need it they kind of still do need it because these were guys who people were saying now oh they're gonna have a spot on the main roster but then they never had that spot on the main roster so for them to be in this featured position in AEW alongside someone like Chris Jericho really does make them more legit now in the eyes of the larger wrestling audience whether or not um, people still wanna uh, argue the semantics of that yeah Right, So there, uh, those are the first three picks for this week. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll cross over to WWE where Rowan's pick and my pick are from. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. And we're back with more of your picks of the week. As always, if you want to send them in and add to the conversation, it is at Wrestling2xPod on TikTok and on Twitter. Let's go to Raw from last week. And Rowan picks the Intercontinental Championship Battle Royal, or the number one Contenders Battle Royal, rather, for a match against Gunther at uh, Knight of Champions. Now, see, Rowan and I actually share this love for Battle Royals. Um, I, although I wouldn't want a Battle Royal every week, I love it when they happen. So uh, it, it was pretty cool And yeah, this layer of unpredictability just because looking at that card, I did have my own predictions for who I thought would end up winning and seeing most. Mustafa Ali blindsided everybody was a nice little surprise. I'm pretty happy with that. It was also great seeing uh, JD McDonough get introduced. Sinimulan yun na rin yung feud niya with Dolph Ziggler attacking him post-match. And uh, seeing Mustafa Ali not just win the Battle Royal but end up messing with Gunther and Kaiser and Vinci in the back uh, really makes me happy as a Mustafa Ali fan because this guy is back on the radar. It's like, I don't know, it's like the second straight year that you know, this time of the year Shafini feature because remember last year, around this time of the year there was a US championship match on a PLE. So, I don't know, um, not that I care about the, the timing of it all but just the fact that we're getting a Mustafa Ali PLE match uh, is, is pretty cool for Ali fans like you and I.
1: Yeah. Uh... Really good. So I, I didn't expect it as well because uh, you never know uh, who comes out of these things. And it's doubly strange because they're in Saudi and you don't really know the specifics of that and putting Mustafa Ali on a single uh, platform such as that. So we'll see. I guess, uh, you know, Muslims are Muslims, but uh, you never know how they will react to that kind of uh, to that kind of matchup, up uh, for. Battle royals, I don't quite like them as much because they usually start out really overwhelming, Uh damage, thousand and then you don't really have to watch like the first two thirds of a battle royal, unless they really, really stretch the part where uh, and lang sila na, um, which they did here actually, which they really did here, and it it wasn't one of those battle royals where. Um, you know, uh, only a few people are left, and then the final eliminations, So they really took their sweet time here. They made um, they made it look really, really competitive. And I think I've only really ever seen battle royals like this in AEW more than in WWE, more than in Vince's WWE, right? So, uh, it made Ali look like. Uh, he really earned that that win. It wasn't just him lucking into uh, uh, an elimination or a double elimination in this in this case. Although he did, uh, it was him, you know, uh, wrestling for it and um, taking a spot. It wasn't just dumb luck. So they really wrestled for that, and I appreciate that because uh, it's the least you can do for a last rather last minute matchup like uh, Gunther versus uh, Ali.
2: Um, In a way, I was surprised that Ali won this match. I was expecting someone like Gargano because uh, they run a match between Gargano and Gunther in a house show, so I thought they were going to go that way. But I'm also not surprised because I've been noticing a little bit lately that they've been giving Ali some wins, some consecutive wins over these last few weeks of Raw. So it it, it was a surprise, but not a surprise as well. And Ali is credible enough to be a good challenger to Gunther, but also uh, not being that high on the card that he could take a loss against Gunther here. Say so we all know after at Night of Champions, um, I'm predicting now that Gunther will still retain, but it will it will be a fun match. And I'm glad Ali's been getting these opportunities because they don't come very often for him.
0: Anto, question for the two of you: Who's the baby face here? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Um
1: they've been leaning toward Ali uh being the baby face because, you know, lovable loser. I mean, um I mean, you could also make an argument for Gunther being the face because you know, people love him because he is such a boss, right? So, I guess it's one of those things where uh like in New Japan, it just is. Um uh it is actually strangely pretty Japanese when you think about it because in Japan, um they don't Usually go by face versus heel. It's usually who the crowd wants more is who gets cheered more. So maybe it's it's like that here. So uh, maybe it's not worth arguing who the face or the heel
0: is. I mean, you don't care to argue.
2: I mm, I think it's gonna be Ali. uh in in the match itself, but he's he's still a heel. But I think in the match itself, people are gonna root for Ali a little bit more because um, maybe he has uh, some ties to to Saudi because of uh, the muslim and you know, maybe and plus when you see Ali wrestle in a way when you like while you're watching him at some point you'll find yourself root for him because he's just so damn good
0: so, uh, Mustafa Ali recently went on a press tour in Saudi Arabia and one of my uh, colleagues from Saudi, si Jude Aldajani, uh, one of the Arabic commentators, actually got to interview him for TV. I saw this on their Instagram stories. So, um, when this happened a few weeks ago, it should have tipped me off that Mustafa Ali might have a prominent role come Night of Champions. And lo and behold, that's yung yung yeah. Yeah, that probably we'll see. We'll see
1: how it works, but um, I do like them. You know, slightly jump starting the Ali singles push again. Yes, please. After this, you know, I'm sure it's gonna be a great match. You say it's Ali. He's already looking jacked, and you know he's always been good. So Mm -hmm. I want them to put on a good show, and then that will lead to a better spot for Ali in the mid card.
0: All right, let's top it off with my pick of the week, which is also from last week's Raw. It was the Becky Lynch promo. And what I loved about this is she displays some baby face fire that we haven't really seen from Becky since the uh, height of her run, towards WrestleMania 35 in 2019. Because right after she won the two championships, she's talaga underdog. Eh. So she kind of lost that fire. There was a bit of just her being the establishment na instead of being the underdog uh, who's all plucky and punching upward, right? But before she won the Rumble or before she defeated Ronda and Charlotte in the main event of WrestleMania, that fire um, kind of resurfaced on, uh, on, on Monday Night Raw last week tapos nagusan ko rin yung spin niya yes, sa thank you Trish kasi diba Trish has been trying to assert na oh yeah I'm uh, you should show gratitude to me dapat may utang na loob kayo for everything I've done for this division and then she spun it in such a way that she referenced how may kulugo siya sa loob like it, deep inside she can be a monster if you push her diba and that Becky has actually been pushed to that point by Trish to the point that she's willing to channel all that rage all that anger all that meanness um, for something that this time that people can get behind which is fighting for those she cares for because in this case Trish uh, has maligned her daughter so it's it's storytelling that makes sense to me and I love how it uh, gives us elements of Becky Lynch's character that we haven't seen in quite a long time
1: yeah I agree with all of that um, I did name it as one of the things you should watch uh, from last week's Raw on my review um, Deng, uh, she said that You know, Trish awoken, (laughs) awakened something in her that's been dormant for months and months. I just hope that it isn't the version of Becky Lynch who shit talks everyone on Twitter. I say that was really, really bad. Uh, She was supposed to be a face in that in that character. So, uh, you know, shit talking on Twitter is not the way to go, as some people just found out. So... uh, (laughs) Let's hope that that stays deep down inside Becky Lynch, because hey, uh, that's um, that's not uh, that's not you know an endearing trait for her, I believe, especially if she wants to be the face in this story.
0: Yeah, she's not Mister <laughs> Friendly, and she can be a prick if you tempt oh, her. Her tank exactly. is on empty. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, also, kind of agree with you,
2: Stan. That this is the first time where I felt maybe face Becky since like twenty nineteen because. Even though she turned face already last year, it kind of felt like it's still the same character. Ang kayban is, yung kinokopanya is the heels, not the baby faces anymore. So, but so this was that spark plug that she really needs for this baby face run. Because I admit it's been kind of getting stale lately. And then, you know, so thank God for that heel turn by Trish that we at least are getting is getting uh, this uh, version of Becky. That, Amil, I uh, mean, like, if you're going to thank her, thank her properly. They, who? They, uh, Trish? Th- thank you, Trish, <laughs> for bringing back the Becky Lynch that um, was my favorite from years ago. So, um, good, great promo here from Becky and uh, uh, looking forward to the match that he, she and uh, Trish is gonna are going to have, possibly SummerSlam or sometime soon.
0: No, I'm pretty sure it's going to be at Night of Champions because the contract signing signing next week. Eh? Oh, or tomorrow, okay, all right. rather. All right. <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow. on uh, We're recording this Monday night, by on the way. Show. Uh, we're probably getting seven. That should be yeah, the seven. sixth or seventh match oh, on right,
1: the card. That's, that's a lot for the Triple H regime.
0: Yeah, so you have your three main events. That's Cody, Brock, AJ, Seth, and then the tag team championships. Tag team. And then you have uh, Bianca versus Io, Becky versus Trish, uh, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. And there's probably one more match that I am not remembering right now. But yeah, uh, as far as I know, parang six or seven matches that, but for Night of Champions. I'm actually Googling it as we speak. Right, so Wikipedia says five matches, but with the contract signing in a few hours, it should be six. Mm. I, I think six okay. is enough, yeah. that's yeah, uh, Six that's is fine. the
1: magic number for, you know, for, for Triple H's shows.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind either. <laughs> I mean, especially <laughs> for uh, Carla and I, who will be working at 1 a.m. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, since we did mention Night of Champions, Ro, let him know one more time about the Night of Champions viewing party.
1: Yeah, uh, again, this is the last week or rather the last uh, few days, I believe, of the early bird promo for our Night of Champions viewing party. If you sign up now, if you get your tickets now, rather, you can get it for only 400 if we have a flash sale still happening get it for 300 pesos and that comes with a free drink uh, either iced tea or beer again for the night of champions live viewing party at hobby stadium uh the doors open on the night of saturday may 27. we'll, we'll all be there uh by 11 p.m and then the show is going to start at 1 a.m and a couple of hours after that and we'll have a fun time you know holding an all lighter and watching who's going to be um, the first ever World Heavyweight Champion and if Roman Reigns is going to be Roman Four Belts by the end of the night. All you got to do is go to snack.ph slash geektalkph snack.ph slash G-E-E-K T-A-L-K
0: P-H Alright. And if you want to keep uh, conversing with us And being part of the discussion All you have to do Is to hit us up On TikTok and on Twitter It is At Wrestling2xPod And for Facebook Instagram and Spotify It's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Don't forget to leave us A 5 star rating If you love the work That we do Right here on the show And if you want to connect With us individually It is At Roiswar, At Monday Night Rowan At Chino At EML underscore Meister And at Underscore Stan C Thank you very much to our babyface producers over at PNA for all of the work that they do behind the scenes, and we'll catch you on Thursday for our. Super super sized Predictions episode Because we are to predict Between Night of Champions Double or Nothing And NXT Battleground Holy shit That's a lot of predictions uh, we, We've also got a huge interview Coming up in a few days Really excited to um, Get that one in the can as well But we'll let you know In a bit Or in a few days rather uh, Who we're talking to And why this is a huge deal For us on the podcast Until then We'll see you on Thursday On behalf of Ro Moran and Emil ASH My name is Stan C Reminding everyone to stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Bye-bye. Peace.
2: The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network.